0: Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the GAP podcast. We have another segment of the shifting tech uh, aspect of our pod. We're going to dive into all things uh, new cyclists, uh, what they should expect when they get into road cycling. So it is specific to road cycling. What, uh, What to purchase, how to get involved with those who are already involved and basically just fast track yourself into the sport um before we dive into all of that guys uh salam Tariq by taj is it um and of course zainab can't be with us today but she has certainly contributed and we'll be discussing some of the stuff she's brought up so guys what have we been up to taj
1: yeah i think um the biggest uh chunk of uh um, um that we've i've spent or actually most of most of us have spent is ramadan so, so I think yeah, I think before before um, um, our last podcast, I think what we did was we kind of discussed, you know, most of our cycling goals. Obviously, during during this month, where we're going to be having a um, slightly down period with uh, physical activities, I would say. Um, but obviously, yeah, I mean, Ramadan has been quite well. Um, it's been a good reset for for me, uh, spiritually, mentally, and physically as well um so even then during ramadan i think um i've mentioned that you know i do try to keep a, a bit of cycling still uh, ongoing um just to keep uh, myself you know kind of ticking over uh, and also feeling a bit a uh, bit, uh, bit more awake um so um bob bob wednesdays uh, ramp rides were still ongoing. so i was leading a few of those rides there nice. um so it's good to have a, a few good people well, quite a few of uh, uh, the brothers joining um these rides and also trying to uh, you know at least compete as well even though you know you're in a faster state um so we kept it obviously uh, relatively m- modest in terms of um, intensity uh, but a few of the bobs did obviously enjoy um cycling and racing uh, in those events as well uh, and i think i've been cycling uh, with a few of the bobs as well uh in the evenings um so doing the usual morton loop um you know at moderate moderate intensity some of them you know obviously started racing as well so yeah, it's been a it's been a good one um but obviously now uh, now that Ramadan's over everything's been reset um yeah planning on um we've got a few rides coming up now right for big Bob Bob 100 or otherwise you know as uh Ride London um here in the in the UK um so yeah going to be able to training up for that um getting you know um a bit more fitness um a bit more endurance built up uh for that event in about uh four weeks time so yeah it's been most of my
0: um month or so yeah, brilliant, Tarek. Over to
2: you. Yeah, so uh, um, probably similar in some ways. Obviously busy with Ramadan, um. But with the first two weeks I was in the UK, so I managed to um keep riding a little bit here and there. Uh, and then the final two weeks I went to Palestine. Uh, so I was I went to um spend the last two weeks there, um, which was obviously good. Obviously, it was that there was no bike, but there was a lot of other benefits there. So yeah, um, went to the mosque so much of so, and spent pretty much two weeks there there and in Jerusalem um took out a group uh, there of about 300 people and basically led some tours um so yeah I'm back now so I just started to get back to riding again so but definitely a trip I'd recommend everyone make out and you know there's a lot of uh different views on there but um it's a very safe place to go and it's a very um family friendly place as well. And I did actually have the um, pleasure of riding through Palestine in 2018 as well. So that's another trip people can do if they ever wanted to.
0: I think, uh, what's that? Medical aid?
2: Aid, Yeah, medical aid for Palestinians. Palestinians. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yes, I went with them. Uh, So yes, but yeah, just um, I've got the London to Paris ride at the end of uh, August, uh, which I'm organising with MC Events. So got that to train for and then as i was mentioning to junaid um going to be doing like a bike packing trip flying somewhere in france and then cycling back to england so i got a few few things to get my teeth into
0: yeah a lot on your plate then uh is it okay so just like everyone else um <clears throat>
3: um went through ramadan um trained through it um uh, uh mainly at night cuz i Gotta put in some intensity work, um, because um, I think uh, no, no, and uh, next week, next week, and uh, a few weeks uh, towards the end of May, um, some races going on, um, criterium. So obviously you need to have some intensity to so train through, um, uh, just mainly just to so that you don't lose it really. Like a lot of the high intensity stuff, like it's easy come easy go kind of thing. So yeah, once you let it go. It's gonna go on, so just just did that, and then um um obviously Eid in Malaysia, um uh, to put a bit of a context. So like Malaysians, we celebrate Shawal for the whole month. So the whole month is Eid for us Malaysians. So, oh, <laughs> so a lot of uh, yeah yeah. So a lot of yeah yeah. Like a lot of um yeah. I I stopped counting calories by the first day. So yeah, just been enjoying some. Some good food. <laughs> I was I was gonna ask like um, uh we um uh, last pot I think Taj was like um full fanboying over the, Canada lap seventy one Super Six. I don't know if you've made any decision to actually buy one.
1: Oh me um I haven't actually had oh, a the look down
3: sort of yeah I
1: haven't <laughs> had a physical <laughs> look yet. Um, okay, but it looks so good on like all yeah, the social good. media posts and people buying it. I, I see a lot of uh. Malaysians actually, and uh, people, you know, they're specking it out, you know, like a full build. Um, it looks really
3: nice, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen some. I've seen some. Yeah, it, it won the the first woman, uh, Ruby femme So. Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: remember. Yeah, she was,
0: yeah. <laughs> it, it I, I was good. at the cyclist track day a few weeks ago, and and I got to ride one. Uh, of course, it was only for a few miles, but you could tell it was, it, it was a lot better than the previous generation. I think um oh you reckon i think so um and is it that I, noticeable i yeah. think so i think so oh, okay. uh, i think I, mean... I, I really didn't like the previous gen uh but this one is scrolling on me and it's it's a pretty nifty bike you can tell pretty straight away it's not as aero as the aero bikes of current but it's not meant to be um yeah definitely a, a pretty good bike and uh the colorways on them are, i love all the colorways that are coming out the, Uh, the famous blue and red one. They also had the pearlescent one and whatnot. Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be a popular bike once they're available properly and uh, yeah, people can get their hands on them. More more importantly, Janet, is it better than your current Super Six Evo? No, no, no. That one's your
3: current.
0: That one's the OG, uh, and it will remain the OG. OG. Yeah, yeah. That will remain the best Cannondale Super Six Evo because that's built to do what it's meant to do, right? Like go faster. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah, no, none of these fake aerodynamic. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the
1: original recipe, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah,
0: absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. Fine, it might be quick on the flats and whatnot, but just the way that original super six evo feels and fits ah, oh, it's just
1: yeah the the, the shaping the the yeah, silhouette yeah, yeah. Everything you've still really got
0: good. you've still got the cad 13 cad, the CAD 12, 12 yeah, the, yeah which is yeah, the same that, that
1: is basically yeah um the aluminium equivalent of it basically. yeah yeah you know but what i'm is... talking
0: about when yeah, when i talk about the fit and the aggressive nature yeah. of it and it's just I, I, a... i've been
1: riding that as well quite a lot during ramadan as well because it's just like my go-to bike for everything for commuting and everything so
0: it's a purebred race bike, right? And uh yeah. a lot of these newer ones, they they are a bit more aimed at the sportive rider and stuff. Um you know, Trek have their H two fit, which is it's difficult to get the H one fit. Um same with these Cannondales. like they're built slightly different to what the pros ride. Um they're a bit more upright and that's not I'm I'm still uh, i hate to say it but i'm in my early 30s maybe when i'm 40 i'll appreciate the other bikes but uh, <laughs> until then I, I want my old school ones and yeah that's that's what i'm about um but yeah uh let's start the pod let's get cracking into the meat of it so um of course at least here in the uk uh sun's now out uh we've got about two months okay it's a bit longer than two months but uh we've, we've got a bit of sun hopefully it will warm up very soon as well and naturally this is when new people take up cycling um especially what we've seen around here anyway uh it's very rare for someone to take it up in winter um though we do see ardent commuters take it up um but that's that's something else completely uh so yeah let's break it down um we are obviously only talking about road cycling here um so if you're looking to get into other types of cycling perhaps this isn't the podcast uh, for you but uh, it'll give you an insight onto what things you'll need so obviously from the off you'd need a bicycle and um, there's very cool memes online I'm sure you guys have seen it where it's like someone's laughing their head off it's like once you buy the bike uh, you don't need to buy anything else and it's like no a bike is doesn't even take up half of the Half of your cost, um, not once you get into it properly, anyway. Uh, but not to scare you away, you can uh, you can get into cycling fairly cheaply. Um, so yeah, like I said, we start off with the bike. Um, so a basic basic bike here in the UK um, is what three four hundred quid. Um, if you're looking at stores and bikes from Halfords or uh, Decathlon, they're two very good stores to start off with. Um, in Malaysia, where, where would you uh, go for quick you? one? Yeah, go on.
3: Uh, so, yeah, I was gonna say like Decathlon over there sells one of those uh Van Van Rysel yeah yeah Van, Van we, yeah yeah that's range. right yeah 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 same here same here Decathlon's okay. a good place to start they sell Van Rysel pretty good bikes
0: that's still like the next level up they have the Triban range um at least here in the UK is it the same over there
3: same it's the same it's the yeah. same here yeah, in, yeah. in
0: Malaysia yeah. yeah so those are very very good builds um good good spec for the money um so if you don't want to spend more than a thousand pound on a bike they're usually great places to start um and uh you would probably look for disc brakes i guess if you're starting out but you could get away with rim brakes if you're not in a hilly hilly area uh i guess up north you'll probably uh ask for disc brakes um, if, if you're starting out
2: if i'm not mistaken yeah, it depends where you live. Obviously, so now I live in Cheshire, so it's flat as a pancake. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, so where I live is quite flat. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're in some really big hills like the Peaks, you'd probably be looking at discs um, if you can. But obviously, rim break seems to still come a bit cheaper in. Yeah. Um, so there still obviously depends on budget as well. Yeah, you get um, more for your money with rims, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think, and I think maybe for the if people are starting up maybe rims are a good place to start and then maybe move on to discs once you've once you've made a decision that you actually want to continue riding maybe that's an option to think about
0: naturally the earlier bikes or rather the budget bikes are fairly upright so those who are getting into it we'll find those more comfortable than perhaps a more racier, expensive bike which is a like i said it's a good place to start and then you can start tweaking with position and things later on we'll talk about fit and stuff in a bit um so after your bike tads what what else would you need
1: yeah you would start with the basic safety right so a helmet is a is is is, is most likely needed uh, especially if you're commuting Uh, going on longer rides uh, but i always wear it even if if it's for a short ride as well Um, so finding a good helmet i think most helmets in the uk are um, are at least certified to a a basic safety standard Um, but it's always worthwhile going into a shop trying on a few helmets see what fit and style you kind of like Um, there's no real right and wrong um, but yeah um, usually on the lower budget range the only difference really you're going to see is probably the size and weight of the helmet as you move up in price you're really just getting a lighter uh and probably a slimmer helmet but they all pretty much offer uh, similar levels of protection um so that's one of the first things you should definitely buy uh, as soon as you as soon as you get your road bike uh and the other uh, other thing you know that i'll probably wear most of the time is a good play uh good um good um good, um, good some sun, good sunnies um so as you as you start riding, um, especially um, during the spring and the summer months, you probably want uh, a nice place, a uh, nice piece of shades um, that cover your eyes really well. Um, they fit your helmet as well, um, you know, so they, so they don't overlap and you know um, make you feel uncomfortable. Um, yeah, um, it's, it's, as, it's I,
0: funny you mentioned the sunnies because yeah. before I wore them, it, it wasn't something I think I I, I thought I'd need. Um, but as soon as you put them on especially as a good pair like an oakley's are very very good pair i do appreciate they're a bit pricey but i haven't tried better sunnies to be honest but anyway uh, as soon as you put those on you're like right i can't i can't do a ride without them now so yeah that's that's the thing
1: because um i think um especially uh if you knew you might not think you need them right but um as you start riding and you start getting faster and faster you start getting wind in your eyes uh and obviously you know if you if you cycle through the countryside and stuff you might get bugs and things like that like little leaves and stuff flying around it offers a good level of protection um so f- for me yeah even if it's um, um you know even if it's a murky day where you don't really need sunnies um at least having a, a lighter pair that with a slightly clearer lenses uh definitely does uh offer some level of protection as you're riding through
0: um. so yeah it's, it's it's for me it's usually a go-to thing i very rarely a ride without one yeah yeah so helmets and um tarik what what uh things are you taking on your ride as well that you'd probably want to purchase
2: uh gloves uh i'm a big fan of like gloves either mitts or long or kind of long and Long finger gloves. gloves, yeah. So, gloves, mitts, yeah.
0: mitts just for listeners, uh, new riders. So, they're the fingerless gloves. Um, you do get cycling specific ones, they're, they offer a bit more padding, making the rider a bit more comfortable as well. Yeah, gun on, carry and
2: Tarek. I think that the other thing I'm a big advocate of is lights, irrespective of whether you're cycling during the day or in the evening, um, or like in the night. So, big advocate of using like daylight running lights and um, both front and back. I think, um, cars are just a lot more alert when they're flashing. Um, I've noticed when I don't ride with them, cars come a lot closer to me. So yeah, lights are a interesting. good thing for me. Um, yeah.
0: there was a study not too long ago about lights and they showed that, uh, a strobe light offers the most protection from cars in the sense that cars give the most space. Obviously this, it only takes one idiot to hit you, but, um, like a general consensus is that if you have a strobe light that offers uh that catches the eye most and therefore you get most space and then it's a flashing light and then it's a block solid light so if you do get a light um i think a strobe type of light where it's almost always on but it also flashes at the same time um oh, that's right, a, right yeah
2: i think
3: bontrager get... has uh bontrager is yeah. pretty good makes that's it right. pretty that's decent right lights. yeah yeah. Bontreger's.
0: Yeah, um, so I
2: normally use the flare RT. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. And I use yeah. the iron. Okay. The iron, the iron. I think it's the iron 200 at the front. Um. So yeah. So I use them in like what you, so what you mentioned there. I always use them in flashing mode. Never those lights. I always leave them flashing even during the evening. Um. But yeah. So I, I find one that the flare RT you can see from like, well, what people said to me like almost like half a mile away. I mean you can see them from yeah, long yeah, they're pretty way, bright away. like. Um, I and then, remember
3: turning it on; the shop nearly got me blinded. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, and then and and then they're quite small, um, and yeah, easy to charge. And if you ever have a problem, I've had a couple go, and Bontrage are really good at so sort of replacing them, as well. So, um, they're definitely worth the investment. They they might go to, and they're my big recommendation. Um, the other one I use, probably a bit more now, is a Garmin Varia one, and um, where right. I find that um. Especially because I'm out in the country a lot, um, sometimes you can just kind of switch off and just get into the zone. It's just good to have like the radar at the back just to give you a bit of an alert. Um, So between those two, I might go to rear lights anyway.
0: Absolutely. So we've got the bike, we've got the helmet, we've got some shades, we've got some lights potentially. Um, What else do we need, is it?
3: A uh, good pair of um cycling bibs. Oh, I suppose. mitts as yeah. well.
0: Sorry, Tarek, you mentioned mitts. Uh, and bibs yeah. now. So yeah, going is it? Yeah, bibs.
3: Yeah, bibs. Uh, good pair of cycling bibs. Um, that's just gonna be um one of the main one of the main uh, contact points of you riding. And um nine out of ten, like a good pair of bibs. Um, it's it's not really the price. Mainly, it has to fit you like really well. Like it doesn't move. Um, so that's the main thing. Um, so you can get like a decent ones, so, um, probably decathlon. If you, if you already bought stuff from decathlon, sounds like we're sponsored by decathlon, but no, <laughs> they're just, <laughs> they're just a good starting point, right? Yeah, it's just a good starting point. And, um, and if you were to, uh, I think we kind of covered most of the stuff, like lights, uh, good helmets, touch cover, good helmets, and then probably, probably, um, uh, um, Either you do before or after. Uh it ups to, it is up to you. It's um bike fitting, right? Um there's there's uh, there's a few sort of people are sort of pushing uh fit first and buy later, like um James from Bicycle Richmond, um and a few other people like fit first and then buy later. So that you you're you're how do I say? Um put the guesswork out because sometimes yeah. like, you know, me being in, the, in me being in the, in the, the bicycle retail industry, you'd like, you, you. I'm still kind of like shocked, um, you know, to see like, oh, the bike shop recommended me to ride this size. I'm like, no way. It's way too big or it's way too small for you. So, you know, like, um, especially being like, um, you know, probably you go to decathlon which are not like a bicycle specific shop where, the salesperson there probably wouldn't know the, the nitty gritty of um uh, a bicycle geometry per se, um so yeah that's that is up to you um either you do first uh, a bike fit or you do later um that is up to you I would almost recommend do it first, um and then, if you were a little bit contrary if you were to buy any bike I would buy something that sort of, like uh not. To lower end of the bikes rather you buy something sort of mid-tier um probably something with one or five or something um or Altegra, so that if for whatever reason you decide not to carry on with riding um the resale value is not going to be so bad
2: <laughs> all
3: right so yeah that's that's yeah. probably um yeah so at least you can still sort of sell it at you know, somewhat higher price. Like if you buy like something that is too cheap and trying to sell it, yeah, you probably yeah, probably a bit of a struggle to to sell it really. Yeah, to get anyone wants to buy it, I might just might as well just buy new. So yeah, um that's what I would recommend. Um a few things good chamois. Um get a bike fit and get something decent. Um you enjoy riding and then if you don't uh enjoy riding reselling it it's it's um it's not gonna be
0: too much of a hard work. Yeah, absolutely so um one more thing uh, or what like essentials we're talking about i guess um is a jersey um so these are cycling specific tops um they have free pockets uh, to the back of it so you may have seen cyclists have these and what happens is this is where you would put your phone uh your tools um, so we, we should have talked about tools as well you'll want to carry an inner tube or two um, tire levers and a pump so on any ride those three things should come with you even if you're just going down the road um, just to fix a fix a flat and yeah again that would go in uh, your rear pocket as well as perhaps keys and anything else like that your phone and um yeah it makes it uh, a an easy way to carry uh, if you do have pockets for example on your three quarters or something you don't want bulky keys poking your legs while you're they're going up and down while you're riding and things like that so jersey is probably a key uh purchase as well taj you want to come in
1: yeah i was going to say um yeah we've, we forgot some of the essentials of course uh and and i think we we can't um let go of a, a very good uh, floor pump as well uh for pumping yeah. up your tires uh, so road tires themselves they're not just like usual MTB tires we can probably get away with pumping up to like 20 30 psi yeah. uh they tend to be a lot higher um so a hand pump is is probably going to hurt a lot and take a lot of time uh, if you're trying to pump up at home so a good quality floor floor pump um yeah will save you save your save your arms uh quite a while yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely and um I, I don't want listeners to get um how do you say put off by what we've mentioned we've mentioned probably like 10 15 different different things to buy um you can quite literally just buy a bike and get started. That's how I started. I, I walked into Halfords, bought a bike, uh, realized after a month that you need all these other things. So that's why we're here, just breaking it down. It's better to have all those things first. Um, but you can absolutely just buy a bike and then uh, just crack on. Um, but yeah, we'll go over it very quickly. Once again, a bike, of course, you need uh, You need an inner tube, a, uh, a pump to carry as well on your rides, and... Um, perhaps tyre levers to change any punctures. You'll probably need a set of tools, again 5, 10 quid Um, not many more ringgits as well I imagine is it Uh, you need a floor pump uh, to get your tyres up to um, a decent PSI or pressure Uh, you'll need a jersey Um, those are probably the five essentials that you'd need then there's bibs um, to make uh, sitting for long periods more comfortable, Uh, you're also talking about mitts Those are the thinkless gloves, perhaps, um, or full-length gloves in the winter months. And um, what else did we mention?
1: I I think the more we think about it, the more more we just keep having to add. um, (laughs) Absolutely. Another thing to notice is most road bikes, when you buy them, uh, especially if it's in the mid-range, they won't won't come with pedals either, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: Flat pedals. So or... yeah, if
1: you're not used to cycling with cleats, you can probably get away with it. Um, getting some cheap uh, flat pedals so you can ride with your regular uh, walking shoes. Um, but obviously, once you're once you're a bit more comfortable and riding more frequently, uh, you may look to switch up and start using uh, clipless pedals. So uh, in that case, you'll need to buy clipless pedals and also clipless shoes. <laughs> so it doesn't <laughs> it, it?
0: It honestly doesn't, end. and and uh, it can and. Uh there's no two ways about it It can become a very very expensive sport especially if you start getting into events and things like that but that's a discussion for another time we're just talking about getting into the getting into the sport and uh, we hope we haven't put you off um so yeah um if you have got all those things um you're now probably thinking about okay where do i go what do i do um so in terms of Riding, you can quite literally just open your door and just go down the road. Um, You may want to stay away from busier roads um, like high streets, etc. You probably want to head towards the countryside where there's less traffic lights. However, countryside um, will naturally have hills. Um, City centres usually are. Not always, but of course, like Sheffield, Blackburn, etc. They're super hilly, but city centres usually is where it's flatter. Um, However, you'll be constantly stopping. You have to look out for cars, etc. So you want to head towards the countryside usually. There you can keep your momentum, keep going. Uh, You might want to start with a short 5-10 mile ride. Um, and of course with anything uh, consistency is key it depends what you're after of course if you're just after burning some fat uh, you can just start by riding to work that's probably the best way to start getting consistent with anything Um, but otherwise you probably want to start riding several times a week depending on your goals if it's just to get into cycling for the sake of cycling then once a week of course is absolutely fine Um, there are of course um, many many different Uh, Avenues to look into if you want to become serious. There's training plans online, there's coaches available, etc. However, perhaps the one way most people get into it is joining a local club. Um, I know, for example, Brothers on Bikes, they offer uh, beginner sessions. So for complete newbies, once a year, uh, this is currently only based in East London. Um, although we'll discuss other initiatives in a second, so Brothers on Bikes um, have a summer initiative in East London, whereby they take riders out um, and basically uh, give them tips for riding on the road, as well as like a training plan to lead on to a goal of some sorts. Usually, London to south end for example. Um, what other initiatives are out there where you guys are? So, is it is there things like that in Malaysia? similar to that
3: right uh yeah so in um in malaysia unfortunately we're not as organized as in the uk so we don't have like a proper properly established um uh, um sort of group or cycling clubs or any to be a sort of governing body that really sort of uh pushing or encouraging cycling but um um if you wanted to start cycling, so uh, obviously when you, you want to buy your, your bikes or whatever, so sort of, you know, just do a little bit of a stalking on, on some of your mates that yeah. do actually r- ride their bikes. So yeah, just have a chat with them. So w- w- you will always have like some, like uh, a few clicks of friends that um, always ride together kind of thing. So, um, so that's a good place uh, to start and um um don't think too seriously about it like um it's about you know to love enjoy riding the bicycle so don't get too serious oh what power should i hold or how do i increase my power what nah just just yeah just 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 ride, just go out and ride enjoy have a good time and then when you feel like you want to you know you want to go a little bit more serious then go a bit more serious but yeah so yeah make sure you just like um yeah, get some friends. You know, get some uh, some friends um, to sort of uh, um, plan together a ride or whatever. It's always better in the group. It's always safer in a group as well. Um, yeah, so that's my suggestion for those of you are listening from my side of the world. So yeah, that's that's one way to do it.
0: One thing I found that uh, tempts newbies in, um, especially if it's a group of friends, is like have a cafe or a restaurant or something to ride towards. Um, So at least you're riding towards a goal, (laughs) which is that cafe or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed (laughs) to just, yeah. (laughs) yeah, As opposed to just going on, oh, we're just going on a bike. At least that's a good way to start. And I know a lot of people have started that way. Oh, yeah, I just, I used to ride with my mates to this cafe. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The
3: exploring nature is like, uh, oh, it's different, right? Like you, you go to a place, on, on a car on a public transport and then now like oh I'm I'm going there with my own steam two yeah. legs <laughs> with my own effort and then the 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 sort of you, you cause it's sort of slowed down everything slowed there you see your the environment left and right and then you you, you you arrive to this particular destination and yeah um it could be it could it could be a food place or it could be uh, some historical places or some uh scenic
0: places or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's a good point, Jeanette. Uh, definitely. And uh, Tarek, is there is there organisations perhaps by British Cycling? I know there's, uh, Breeze Cycle by British Cycling. These are um, hubs all across the country whereby they support women getting into the sport, and we'll talk about Cycle Sisters in a second. But Tarek, over to you. Is there anything up north?
2: yeah so i mean a few things so probably a few things one is i got into cycling just by cycling with friends so yeah. most people probably have some keen cyclists amongst their friends i think reach out to them because that's probably in, quite an easy place to start sometimes uh the second thing is um you've also got like the ride in the park so i know like there was like people look have got like the run in the park there's like events you could do could search online and there's normally a short ride that people can join and they normally happen every week so it's quite a good way to get into riding without much pressure um and then for me i joined something like a rafa cycling club And um, so after a few years of cycling with friends i wanted to try and just join a club um it doesn't need to be rafa but there's normally clubs in your in your area so i normally just search what clubs there are and clubs are normally quite good in that they have a number of uh different levels as well so uh, you can kind of join at whatever um fitness level and speed that you can hold um but yeah i i, I joined Rafa's cycling club and and that really helped me and uh, because just because they've got rides which take place on most days and and we also that you end up cycling with people who are a bit um more proficient than you are, uh, and also they organise different challenges like to the Lake District or sometimes trips abroad. So those are the kind of things that I've done in the past. Mm-hmm.
0: That's that's brilliant. And um, Zainab, who supports this channel, um, she, unfortunately she couldn't be on today's, but she mentioned that Cycle Sisters, which is a cycling club for sisters here in the uh, here in London. Uh, currently i'm sure they plan to expand very soon but they offer one-to-one cycling uh, or in small groups and um, helping people learning how to ride as well uh, which is absolutely brilliant and uh, the really good thing about them is they have stuff all across the spectrum so like i said they help people get into the sport and there's been so many success stories of people who didn't know how to ride a bike um cycle sisters help them ride a bike and now uh, it's almost they've gone full circle. Now they support cycle sisters in helping other people get in the bike. They become qualified ride leaders and whatnot. Uh, so so many success stories of that thing happening where now they're giving back to the community, which is brilliant. They have a uh, beginner rides as well. Um so small rides across parks or joining a few parks together with a nice cafe stop in the middle. Um and these are all based in different different boroughs in the uh, in London. So there's some, I know, in Redbridge, close to where I am. Uh, but there's some out in Tours, like Harrow and things like that as well, if you're on that side. And they're always expanding, uh, always uh, new rides going on. And, of course, summer is coming up as well. Um, so they have their challenge rides starting now. So these are usually intermediate rides uh, between, say, 10, 15, 20 miles. Uh, and these are now on the road um, where people will talk to you through positioning and things like that, helping you all along the way. And now they've started a road club ride as well. Um, These are for both beginners, intermediates, and of course advanced now as well. So they have riders coming through who are towards the pointy ends of things. So um, these are bigger rides whereby they help sisters transition from perhaps a hybrid, which they used to go from park to park to now road bikes. They learn how to position, ride in a group, doubling up, hand signals, things like drafting. These are all uh, skills needed for group riding and just efficient road riding as well. So the um, Cycle Sisters is volunteer and community-led. They get funding from uh, either grant or fundraisings, Uh, so the club is absolutely free to join. They also have a good network of WhatsApp groups within each borough. So you're always supported. So I thought I would highlight that in uh, Zainab's absence because I think it's a really, really good project and uh, something to get behind. And perhaps somewhere, uh, and is, uh, is it somewhere something that perhaps uh, Malaysia and uh, across, the, across the world, if people are listening, can help set up and uh, get going. Now, I imagine it doesn't take too much money. It is a bit of time, of course. Um, but it's for the love of cycling. So if you're listening, uh, maybe get in touch with cycle sisters and see how you can duplicate that in wherever you are, I guess. And, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, another group that perhaps you can, um, touch base with, uh, who can support getting new riders into it. Um, so probably before we go guys, uh, we should talk about safety tips out on the road um so we've we've just mentioned you know you need to buy all these things and we've said technically you can just open your door and go out on the ride but uh of course we should uh, mention um basically safety tips um I know for example some people don't have a road license um so going out on the road uh, and the rulings on the road might be alien to them so uh who wants to pick it up where to start
1: um I'll probably start with saying um if you're if you're going to be new to road cycling and you probably let's say you know you you learned to cycle quite a while ago um you know transition to road road bikes where you have you know the drop bar shifters etc it might be something that uh, is new and alien to you as well um so it's also worth learning before you kind of head out to the main roads that you kind of practice this um ideally at home to switch gears maybe uh, but also uh, maybe do some short rides around the park maybe uh, where it's a bit safer for from you know other other people and traffic um, to practice understanding how the basic um, uh, gear shifting of bikes work right um, so yeah that's that's one thing i would say at least start off with before heading out on any long ventures um, yeah. understand the concepts
2: yeah yeah
0: definitely so for example in the uk when you approach a roundabout um, it's, it's the same as if you're in the car you give right to those on your right and you have right over the left um the more confident you are uh, the more respect you get from drivers i've found um whereas if you're if you look unconfident if you don't know what you're doing if you start cutting onto uh the sidewalk for example uh, you don't get much respect you're going to get um cars basically just not not really giving you way not not treating you right of course there are some that just don't yep, treat yep. you right at all full stop but um you know if you're confident you know the r- rules of the road uh, approach a junction uh, defensively but in a confident manner um you'll you'll get further and it's much safer to do so as well um yep, riding so, in the so. riding in the gutter is a um uh, I don't know about the gutters in Malaysia but uh, they're horrific unrideable no, unrideable unridable. unridable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't start <laughs> yeah, so that's, so that's where all the junk of the road usually collects. Yep. That's where the gutter right. actually is. So there's a lot of potholes, there's a lot of drains uh, which aren't comfortable to ride over. Um, so you want to ride about a meter away from the edge of the road. Um, you have more punctures and stuff, like I said. The debris of the a road A meter is away from different... the
3: cars parking at the side of the road that's as right. well. That's
0: right, absolutely. <laughs> so you need to... Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a good point. You have people who will be opening the doors... Without checking their mirrors. Oh, so you need to be in a position whereby you don't have to do something uh, drastic by just swerving out. If you're already out of that line of uh, the door, you you can just continue um, in a predictable manner. And I mentioned that already. Like if cars yep. know what you're yeah. doing and you know what you're doing and you're going to act in a predictable manner, it's safer all round for everyone really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, any other tips, Tarek?
2: Yeah, so I mean, I think um, I think sometimes even some experienced cyclists that I've cycled with try and like push people um, into the like like into the pavement as much as possible, thinking that they need to give as much space to cars. Yeah, and I think, like you mentioned, it's com- I think it's counterintuitive and it and it actually works against you. Um, so for me, like I think confidence, like you mentioned, is a really important thing to understand. You know that you are a vehicle on the road, um, and you have as much right as other people have on there. Um, and I know sometimes it can feel a bit intimidating, but I think um, having that confidence to be able to um, understand kind of your rights as well. Um, so, I think that's really helped me. I mean, obviously, if you're cycling in groups, um, which people may do at some point, just to be sensible as well, when you cycle in single files, um, and also when you cycle um, in twos, um, obviously, it's definitely not threes. Um, but again, going back to what we said earlier, I think for, for me anyway, just lights like makes a big difference uh, also. Uh, and also, maybe as the sun starts to set or you're cycling at night, think about. Um, using some kind of um hives or illuminating kind of um clothing as well just so again as long as you're seen you're more likely not to be hit or or people come yeah. as close to you yeah good point good point um <clears> so <throat> so I think it's just these things like even that you never know but more cycling kit whether it's gilet or the bottom of a bib or something or even shoes these days have some kind of um like a reflective um part to it I think those things are are important as well. Um, yeah. I think maybe just going on to what Tad said earlier, which was bikes. I think things just like learning how to use your bikes um, and also how to use your brakes, for example, so, um, particularly when you come to road cycling, just getting used to it. And I think um, Izzet did something really good, uh, which the, thanks Izzet for teaching us how to shift our our levers back so maybe you can post that no, on, right. the, on the gut but I think that was really good and I think people don't tell you these things but if you can if you can set your gear uh, your brakes up um so you can actually brake effectively and also know when to brake and when to use each brake when I was cycling I didn't really know which brake to use you often use both of them but then sometimes you use too much of the back and get yourself into trouble and um, I just think being able to understand your brakes is really important once you start to get onto the road so you know um, how much to press them and when to press them, for example.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, that's a very key point as well, um, using the brakes. So you don't want to smash both the brakes at the same time, full power. You're going to go over the handlebars. Also, if you use too much of your rear brake, you are going to skid. So um, it's something that will come with experience as well, but it's probably like a 60-40 uh, in terms of how much pressure you want to use, so 60 being to the front wheel, 40 being to the rear Um yeah that's, yeah,
3: yeah that's key so is that, is that a consensus is that, is that that's that's the only way you break right there's no like yeah it's yeah, yeah, yeah. not it's it, not it, the it, other it, way around. it's not the other way around right
1: <laughs> in, in the uk we also have uh, the front brake on the right as well and in, in some obviously in europe it's a bit different though isn't it um
3: but yeah the front yeah malaysia is on, malaysia is on the left front brakes on, on the left yeah that's oh, a bit so.
1: strange as well on some yeah on, on yeah yeah, yeah. European, and, uh, it Asian caught right. me off
3: guard as well because australia is the same as the uk so i coming from yeah. australia and then, like you are servicing the bikes, I keep pressing people's <laughs> front brake. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like no, Junaid said, um, yeah, the front brake is going to be your most effective brake anyway, uh, especially, yeah. especially if yeah. you're coming down let's, here. Let's
3: just make that a point. Like, yeah, your front brake is your main stopping power. Yeah. Right. It's not. It's not the rear brakes. Like, it's it's huge here. Like, the the myth is that if you use your front brake, you're gonna get you're gonna get projected off the bike. Yeah, no, it just don't break too
1: hard, doesn't. but there there is <laughs> a biting point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with rim brakes because they 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 they're not as modular. I'd say they kind of start scraping, 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 and then you know uh, you might you might stop. Um, but they went, but they were disc brakes. Just like yeah, you can, you can feel it kind of grinding, and then yeah, it it does stop a bit more effectively.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Any any closing closing thoughts or things to mention before we wrap it up.
2: No. I think I think no matter what you're doing on the bike I think one of the key things maybe towards the end of the talk about it more just to enjoy the experience I think sometimes we um there's lots of things that can go on on a bike and uh as as we mentioned like things like numbers and where other people are and where you are but I think just um enjoy it enjoy yourself on the bike because that's kind of why we do it ultimately and kind of keep safe in there just using some of the tips that we've given
1: yeah i don't know if we should mention it but should we say it what's that uh, if it's not on strava you didn't even ride your bike did you <laughs> yeah, yeah so strava- no actually it is
0: yeah. a very very good point um you know that on strava so it's if you've if you're an elder uh statesman uh is strava is like your facebook uh of Apps for cycling um almost every cyclist is on there you can find local clubs you can find routes uh you can find people uh who might be living close by who also ride way to connect um unintrusively uh so yeah that's absolutely true Dad. Uh, and of course you can track uh all your rides on there as well is a great app it's absolutely free as well there are paid subscription if you want all of that uh but you can use the app to track how many miles you did how fast you went and uh there's also things called segments but we won't go into that because uh, that's a different can of worms and probably not so important when you start out uh but yeah you can see uh track how fast you're going over time and uh learn new routes and hopefully make new friends and yeah. and well, you uh, track progress cycling. over the years right yeah like yeah, so you, yeah, can,
1: right. you can say you know so you can, it's a good motivation tool because uh once you start off cycling you might think oh i'm a bit too slow a bit too whatever i can't ride too far but over the weeks and months you know as you as you progress you kind of be surprised at yourself how how well you've you know you've done and how how far you've come right
0: i've actually so- found taj like people overestimate their speeds if they don't have strava um yeah exactly. Newer cyclists, yeah. like yeah i can do 20 miles per hour i did 20 miles per hour once i saw I saw it on my uh, speedometer that I was doing 20 miles per hour. Yeah, you probably saw that once going down a hill.
2: Yeah, for like 10 (laughs) seconds. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah but perhaps don't join this ride but yeah so yeah i do i do find this a good uh reality check as well uh even for the faster riders right because you think you're fast and then you see the segment times and some other johnny has done it twice as fast as you and uh it wasn't in a car even though you might think it was but yeah uh we'll call it there boys um speak to you very soon inshallah assalamualaikum